Welcome to Airing It Out with Joe Daly, a fantasy football podcast. That's right, guys. We moved from NFL straight, you know, football talk all the time, league-wide, all that stuff. And we are now focusing on fantasy football. So allow me to reintroduce myself again. My name is Joe Daly. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, It's going to be fun. I'm excited. And if you guys think about it, we are three weeks away from the NFL season starting. And 2020 has been an absolute bear of a year. It's been insane. Uh, we have COVID. We have all this other stuff going on in the world. And that light at the end of the tunnel, it's a couple weeks away here, a few weeks, football is going to be back. And that's why I'm back here airing it out, doing what I love, talking fantasy football. So I'm thankful that you're joining me here today. And I'm so happy for this episode. There's a lot to talk about today. We got some listener questions that came in that I'm going to address later. I'm going to talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to be uh this year and beyond and uh you know just kind of again reintroduce this this uh airing it out show that i'm very very excited to uh to start up again uh, i've missed you all anyone who's back listening from the old stuff a couple years ago thank you for returning and uh without further ado guys i just want to say a couple of quick things about why uh why we're doing this what we're doing and uh what it's going to look like so every week you know, I plan to have, or this is definitely going to be one uh, episode. I'm still figuring out what um, day that's going to come out on, but it'll be a consistent day. I, I'm thinking Wednesday would probably be when episodes will come out. But again, I'll, I'll let you guys know, um, uh, you know, if you're subscribed, make sure you subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts, we're available. Um, we'll talk about kind of, uh, you know, w- when it will be, but probably Wednesdays. But I'm also looking to do some bonus kind of shorter episodes that will be maybe DFS related or, if there's a rash of injuries one week, you know, maybe we'll, we'll do a quick little update on those and stuff like that. Whatever it may be, kind of be like a little bonus episode that'll come your way. Um, with that said, I mean, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? Of course, the news and all the fancy implications for those. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, certain ranks for, you know, the weeks and, and leading up to your drafts, of course. I know uh, those are starting to come down the pike as well. Um, you know, sleepers, starts, sits, things like that. Uh, I'm looking to have a f- friend of the show. Uh, Dr. Strasnick on hopefully in the in the near future to talk about some of these injuries that are popping up in camp and of course throughout the year. So uh, shout out to Ed, Dr. Edward Strasnick, of course, and then uh, things like mock drafts leading up to um, you know up to the uh, the season here and uh, you know question and answer sort of thing. So if you have a question, you have you want some fancy advice, whether it's a start sit question during the year or something leading up to your draft, you can uh, follow us in a, a lot of different locations. The two biggest ones would be Twitter and Instagram. And it's the same um, handle for both of those. It's at airing it out FF at airing it out FF. Um, we also have a website now it's airing it out.com where you will find uh, all sorts of stuff as far as articles, videos. Um, you know, the podcasts are up there too, as well. If you want, you know, sitting at work and you want to listen to it right on your computer, you can do that as well. Uh, we'll have a YouTube page. That's uh, already up and running. You can go see a new promo video for airing it out. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of options of things to do, um, things to see, and uh, ways for me to kind of reach out and help you uh, with your fantasy, fantasy decisions. You know, who, who doesn't want to win again? Let's let's get 2020 going in the right in the right direction, positive, you know. So with that said, I just want to take a quick second to um, give some love to a sponsor here. Uh, that's right. We have a sponsor. Pretty official. Um, so... I'll be back with you right after this short break. Thank you.
All right, let's get this thing started, guys. We're back. Fantasy football talk starting now. Here we are. All right, so today's episode going to be a little bit shorter than some of the typical ones go, uh, going forward, but we have a couple of segments. The first thing is going to be a uh, you know, recurring segment that happens every week, and that's going to just be talking about the, the news from, uh, from each week and kind of the fantasy implications that go along with those. What should you do? How is it going to affect your roster decisions and stuff like that? You know, all the, the uh, ins and outs of um, not just like what the news is, but how to read into it. But, but you know, how, how do you make the correct call based on what you're hearing from beat reporters and stuff like that? So we'll parse through that. We'll, we'll try to analyze, uh, you know, what we're hearing out in the news. And sometimes you hear different stories as the weeks go on. And, you know, especially with COVID and everything going on this year, you're going to hear a lot of different stuff about who's sick, what tests are false positives. We just had a bunch of those today. Um, so in, in the league, so, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, a lot of news comes in. With especially with the uh, you know sports finally being back, people it's constant news cycle and, and people want to hear more. And again, we'll we'll kind of see what the BS is and we'll we'll go through each thing and figure out you know how to how to use it, that in news to our advantage, make the right pickups, bench people one week, start them another, all that fun stuff. So uh, we'll start off today with a little bit of the uh, the the news, and then uh, a little bit later in today's episode, we uh, you know put out a, a call for for questions. Um, for a little Q&A today. Uh, so we'll have our uh, fantasy Q&A segment a little bit later with uh, a handful of questions that we got from, I believe, Instagram. Uh, you know, we put the call out on Instagram and Twitter, actually, and uh, got a handful of questions that were, were fantastic, kind of draft prep questions that uh, I'm going to answer today and hopefully help those people. Uh, give them a quick shout out and, uh, you know, go along our way. So um, without further ado, let's start with the news. Okay, our first bit of reporting today has to do with Miles Sanders, the second-year running back with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, came on uh, pretty strong last year when he was given more of the workload um, with Jordan Howard being out towards the end of the year uh, and really showed out, really balled out, and uh, had, had a good good end of the season. So a lot of people coming into this year pretty high on him, uh, but a, a little bit of a blow was was dealt to those people who were pretty high on him when earlier this week um, Jeff McClain uh, tweeted a little bit of an injury report and said that Miles Sanders was week to week team was reporting with a lower body injury, which uh, was not very clear. There wasn't a, uh, didn't say it was a hamstring or an ankle or anything like that. Just a lower body injury, which had a lot of people frantic, um, including myself. I like Miles Sanders. I actually had him on my team last year and uh, really, you know, benefited from especially the second half of the year when he really, uh, really went out and, and, and played some good games and uh, had some nice fancy results for me. So, uh, you know, I'm coming to the air pretty hot on him, pretty high. Really liked him, but uh, you know, it's this throws a little wrench in the mix. But you know, that was reported uh, on August nineteenth, and then even later that day, ESPN's uh, beat reporter Tim McManus came out and said that he'll be ready to play for Week One. They're not taking this too seriously. They're you know they're just being cautious, especially with everything going on. Um, you know, with, with medical stuff <laughs> this year with with COVID, they're just being cautious with these guys, making sure that um, you know, they they have the the, the players ready to go in week one. So nothing really to worry about. Um, you know, again, a lot of people frantic at the beginning of this, but you know, when you really kind of look through, uh, the tweets and everything coming out of the Eagles camp since that initial report, uh, people, people are not, you know, overly concerned with what's going on. They're just giving them the, uh, p- potential rest. Now with Miles Sanders, you know, having a lot of value being the guy, this is something else that was reported that, uh, he's being told, you know, he's the guy he's, he's going to be the, the, 
the main ball carrier in the backfield, which, you know, if you're looking at the situation, it's not that hard to assume that based on the fact that they didn't go out and sign anyone, uh, any, you know, veterans or anything like that. A lot of people were thinking that they might go after um, uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, you know, who's no longer with the Falcons, but they didn't. Uh, I think he was on their list, kind of someone they were checking out, but didn't go that way. Um, the Really the biggest threat to him, and I wouldn't even say it's a threat because they're not, they're different types of runners, would be Boston Scott, who's more of that Darren Sproles type running back. Um, I think we'll have some nice games this year, uh, you know, kind of backing up um, Miles Sanders, but I don't think he's really a threat to take a lot of the work because he's, again, just a different type of runner. So with that said, even with this injury, doesn't there hasn't been any report that they're going out and trying out any any of these veteran guys like Devontae Freeman or, or one of these other guys. And, uh, you know, nothing to really worry about here is what I'm seeing. So Miles Sanders, you know, go out there and have, have those people that draft you, you know, have a great year for him. Um, and let's get these injuries risks. Let's, let's keep them low. Cause again, this is going to be a crazy year with, uh, IR spots and all that. Hopefully you're adding IR spots to your, uh, to your leagues for, for the COVID related stuff and all that. But, um, yeah, Miles Sanders, good to go. Gets a check of approval. And, uh, here we go. Next story is let's see uh melvin gordon and philip Lindsay. this was an interesting one this one was something that uh if you if you read the the recent headlines and what they've been talking about with regards to uh these two is that now vic fangio the quarter excuse me quarterback the coach for the uh broncos came out and recently said that uh it almost seems like they don't really need to um name a starter he 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 anticipates them in the quote that, that was um, reported by Zach Stevens, uh, you know, reporter covering the Broncos, was that they'll both, you know, both Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay be playing enough where we don't really have to designate a starter. Um, we assume that Gordon would be the, you know, the the back that's leading the backfield, but Philip Lindsay, you know, a guy that was undrafted and beat out uh, Royce Freeman, who was, you know, a third or fourth round pick or something like that, beat him out, you know, had had, had some good. Good games in recent times, but you know he wasn't a great uh, blocker or anything like that. So uh, you know, certainly a liability, especially for a young quarterback, um, you know, endeavor. So you would imagine still Melvin Gordon is going to get the bulk of the work. You know, he's he's certainly a better pass blocker. He's certainly a better goal line option. We would imagine just his running style is a little bit more rough and tough. Where Phil Phil Lindsay's more of a shifty, you know, pass catcher type, but um. I got to say, as a fantasy owner, it makes me a little weary. Um, whereas a little bit earlier in the offseason, before this, I read this quote, I was pretty high on Melvin Gordon. They they gave him a decent contract. It wasn't the money he exactly wanted, but he, he signed with him, so he seems to be happy. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it gives me a little cause for concern when they're talking about they're both going to play enough where we don't have to designate a starter. If that's the quote, that to me says we're going to go, you know, full committee, and you know whoever's got the hot hand or or whatever it may be i don't see the denver broncos being like stomping anyone out they're going to be behind does that kind of bode well for philip Lindsay? i don't know so just something you want to kind of think about uh maybe avoiding that you know if you get if melvin gordon slides a little bit because of that news you might want to take advantage of it um again i still think he'll be the leader in the backfield i think he's just a better runner obviously and um you know, that could bode well for you if, if his price drops, but it certainly it gives me cause for concern. Don't know if I take him where he's currently going. Um, but there we are, you know, it's this, this running back 
by committee stuff is one of the worst things to deal with as a fantasy owner. So draft at your own risk. If the last story was tough for you, this one's no better. That dreaded committee word, rearing its ugly head again. Uh, I think this was kind of, kind of something that people were picturing might be the case, but the Lions drafting DeAndre Swift certainly hurt on Johnson's uh, draft stock and his potential as a fantasy football star for your team. Um, but in case, you know, the idea of that wasn't bad enough, we had a quote from uh, just a, a few days back by uh, Lions beat writer Tim Twentyman said, that is expected that rookie RB DeAndre Swift and carry John carry on Johnson, excuse me, will share the backfield in a running back by committee approach. Right. So that's the full expectation that Swift and Johnson will share the backfield, both be getting a, a good amount of run, which is not what you want to see. No one wants to have the guy that they feel so strongly about that they've drafted, whether it is carry on, whether it is DeAndre Swift. Um, who may be a more talented runner. We'll, you know, we'll have to wait and see. He's a rookie um, with a limited offseason, but it's a scary, scary, scary thing to think about. Um, and again, two players that I won't be touching in drafts just because that risk doesn't make sense. Why take the risk if you can go somewhere else with someone that has a, a little bit more of a safe um, floor and a safe amount of touches that will come their way. Now, if they can both be um, serviceable, that could happen. The, the Lions run game, uh, had its moments, wasn't wasn't great last year, but certainly, again, something you want to avoid. The other piece of news that came out uh, a little earlier last week was that Carrion uh, Johnson was spotted in a knee brace at training camp, which isn't all that, um, you know, it, it's, it, or I should say it is typical for players that have injuries, knee injuries, like that they're coming off of to, to wear a knee brace, um, but certainly puts into doubt is he completely healthy? Is that why they're giving DeAndre Swift a little bit more love in training camp now, getting him uh, acclimated with the ones and stuff? That could be, uh, you know, a, a sign for things to come with Carry On, and maybe he won't be as, as healthy as they may have wanted him. But again, it just remains to be seen with this limited access, limited training camp. Um, you know, kind of hurting both these guys, uh, especially a rookie like DeAndre Swift with uh, pass protections and stuff like that. It, it, it's just a backfield I want no part of. I think that the Lions will. You know, their defense hasn't been great. They have a decent defensive-minded head coach, you know, from the from the Patriots, Matt Patricia, but uh, their defense hasn't been great. I think they're going to be playing from behind quite a bit, uh, which means uh, Matthew Stafford, certainly someone that I'm keeping an eye on this year during my drafts. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be a lot of throwing the ball. Um, I think the receivers in, in the Lions are the ones you want to target, not so much the running back. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, this The last piece of news for today is just a quote that uh, I saw from um, – Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Texans, and something that I really, really like to see. Now, Hopkins is gone. We all know that he's a he's a part of the Cardinals now. Uh, you know, to what should be a high high powered offense in Arizona, but he, with him, he took 150 targets last year. Again, he's a target monster. Deshaun Watson all day force fed him the ball, but you know when it wasn't Hopkins. Who was the second guy? It was Will Fuller. Will Fuller had tur- uh, yeah. Will Fuller when healthy had 71 targets last year. Um, so you know, again, it's less than half of what <laughs> of what um, Hopkins had, but you know, it certainly shows a, a quite a bit of chemistry. And, and when again, when when Will Fuller, yeah, I cannot say his name. When Will Fuller is healthy, he is a beast. He's shown it uh, a ton of times. But again, it's it, for him, it's been. 
injury risk and, and all that and, and being out of the lineup, which again, doesn't help us in fantasy. So this quote came, um, this is an article uh, on ESPN. Uh, Watson re- referencing Fuller and all the off season work he put in, which we'll talk about in a second. He said this, Will's going to ball out. He's going to be one of the best receivers in the league. He came back a lot stronger, a lot faster. Will's really good, very confident in himself and what he did over the offseason. I'm very confident in what he can do. We are all, we all are as an organization, as a team. There's no doubt that Will can take that role and do great things with it. So again, you know, it's his guy. It's it's the teammate of his. It's someone that he, he's shown trust in. Of course, he's going to say positive things. He's not going to be like, oh, Will, Will Fuller sucks. He doesn't. He's he's a good receiver. Um, But I, I like this show of confidence. And some of the things he touched on in that quote are the things that I really like. The amount of work he's put into the offseason, not just, you know, with getting faster and stuff like that, but to address the injury risk. So, uh, you know, what does that mean? What has he done? He's worked with, um, you know, physical therapists, doctors, this stuff. Uh, there was a, a guy's name. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's someone that he worked with. Um, I think I had it here. Where is it? Oh, a, a, a sports trainer. Sorry. Ben Fairchild, who just helped him with things like posture and stuff like that. Like little things that, um, that he wasn't really paying attention to things that can kind of help him avoid injury risk and stuff like that, that, you know, help with, uh, with health issues. Um, and that was something that, again, he's in an interview, uh, press conference where it was during training camp has said, it's something that certainly helped him, um, you know, with issues with his back tightening up and stuff like that. So I like that. He's not just addressing, you know, quickness and stuff like that, as far as, the, the normal things that you think about, but he's also looking about how, how can I stay on the field, which again, as fantasy owners, we want someone, especially of his talent level. We want him available. If he's not available. He doesn't help us. He's on our bench or he's on the waivers. We want to make sure uh, we were getting a guy that's going to going to do big things. Um, Again, those 150 targets from Hopkins have to go somewhere. My guess is Fuller's the guy this year. Again, he's being hyped up. He's getting getting the love from Watson, who's going to be the one distributing the ball. So for me, uh, Fuller's a guy that, you know, he's going, you know, he's not at the end of drafts, but he, he's someone you can get in the middle rounds quite, you know, quite often. So uh, I won't be surprised if that goes up a little bit, if his uh, ADP kind of starts creeping up to, um, you know, a little, little higher level, lower, I guess you'd say. Higher, lower, whatever you know what I mean. He's going to be drafted a little bit sooner as uh, we get closer to the year. Um, just because uh, again, there's a lot of positivity coming out of camp around what he's done to improve. So that today, guys, is that's the news. Uh, it's it's some scary stuff and some enlightening stuff at the end there. So I could try to give us a happy ending again with all this news coming out all the time. You got to parse through what's important, what's just kind of training camp talk, speak, and all that stuff. Like what what's important, and uh, hopefully today. Again, we, we want to look at some of these backfields that are, are uh, you know, kind of murky and you don't know who's going to get the ball more and all this stuff. So those are the things we want to avoid. And again, we want to see, uh, you know, are there other guys that are um, being touted as uh, as the ones that are the guys that are going to be the ones to step like Miles Sanders and Will Fuller. So um, hopefully this helped. And uh, without further ado, in the next segment, we'll talk question and answer. Okay, Q&A, a little Q&A time. Had some... Um, Listeners, followers on Instagram, ask some questions, and we'll get to those right after this. All right, we're going to end the show today with the fantasy Q&A segment. It's going to be a recurring segment every week. I want to you know, take the opportunity to answer some questions that I get from social media. Again, that's Twitter, at airing it out FF, or Instagram, same handle, at airing it out FF. 
uh, certainly can reach me through my website, airingitout.com. Uh, certainly reach us and see if we can, again, help you along with your draft prep and uh, throughout the season with roster decisions and start sits and all that fun stuff. But without further ado, let's start the Q&A, fancy Q&A today with the question number one. Now, question number one comes from King Reed 26 this is an Instagram follower, and uh, I believe in my first ever um, kind of mail time segment on uh, airing it out, uh, you know, former, it's past self, uh, King Reed was a, a commenter that came through and uh, asked a question there, so we'll call uh, King Reed 26 long-time friend of the show. Thanks for writing in. And his question, starting with this one with a little bit of a softball, is who should go number one in my fantasy draft? Now, Pretty easy question. I'm gonna go right off the bat, uh, right off the bat here with saying it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, for me, CMC. It's you know, it's a without a doubt, no brain brainer pick. Easy question. Um, now, no one really has pause on this. You know, in, in the entire fantasy industry, or even you know, talking to friends and stuff who who have the first picks in their drafts and stuff. No one's really kind of straying away from this. I know some people might think you know he doesn't have. Cam Newton in the backfield, kind of a little double double threat quarterback to kind of take the attention away. Doesn't have that former MVP quarterback with him back there. Um, you know, he's now a Patriot. Uh, talk about that on airingitout.com, one of the articles uh, in the news and fantasy section. So go check that out. But um, I want you to think about last year. He only had Cam Newton for what, two games, I believe? Um, and he played with Kyle Allen the rest of the season. Yes, Kyle Allen. You're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, uh, who? Yeah, remember he's he's twelve games with Kyle Allen. What do you expect to happen there? I mean, it's not not going to be great success from the quarterback position. Now he he actually was pretty serviceable, but regardless, people knew Kyle Allen's not going to be the game breaker that's going to win games. He was serviceable at times, but again, he's not someone that most franchises franchises want to. But trust, excuse me. But now you get into this year, twenty twenty. They went out. They got Bridgewater. Um, you know. It was someone that he started for the Saints last year. He was a great quarterback for the Vikings before he got hurt. Started for the Saints last year when Drew Brees went down for five games. And uh, they were undefeated for those five games they started. They asked him to throw the ball quite a bit. And with that, he was able to support a strong running game. Kamara was putting up very good numbers that would make you know fantasy owners pretty happy. So uh, there's no question Christian McCaffrey is a, a, an elite talent. He's one of the best runners in the game. Um, people might fear the 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 lack of continuity and having a new quarterback but i think that without a doubt again the saints went through this last year and they used teddy bridgewater uh you know for five straight games and they won each game and Kamara had pretty good games in all those um you know i think he had one that was pretty down and the cowboys game was a very low scoring uh, affair a lot of people didn't see that coming but you know for me again king reed 26 if you have the number one pick cmc's your guy it's not even a question click you're already the thing you need to be worrying about right about right now is uh your round two pick because uh he's locked and loaded. I think he's gonna have a fantastic year. It will be hard to match his numbers from last year, uh, almost impossible because he had that that good of a year last year, even with Kyle Allen. Um, you know, I I, I think uh, I think he's gonna do you know almost as well as he did last year and and finish certainly as a top three back if not number one overall again. So hopefully that helped. All right, question number two comes in from Chance.Courtney. That's Chance.Courtney, Instagram follower here, to airing it out FF at airing it out FF. Question was simply half point PPR league. 
Dalvin Cook or Josh Jacobs? Actually, I had a couple questions. We'll get to the next one in a second, but let's start with this first one. Dalvin Cook or Josh Jacobs? Now, if all things are equal, okay, um, and you're sitting there at the, let's say, the fourth or fifth pick and you have Dalvin Cook there, assuming he hasn't gone above the guys like, uh, you know, uh, Zeke, Saquon, uh, CMC, Alvin Kamara, uh, usually Dalvin Cook going around five or six just depends on people's preferences and when Michael's Michael Thomas uh, comes into the conversation, but... If you're sitting around that pick and both Dalvin Cook and Josh Jacobs, which again is not going to later on in the uh, first round and sometimes second, um, I think if it's me, I'm, I'm I'm at that pick. I'm taking Dalvin Cook in the uh, in, in the half point PPR league. Half point for me isn't mu- as much of a differentiator to kind of make the leap either way to you know really any running back. Um, certainly helps in scoring, but. Um, the half point PPR isn't going to sway me one way or another with these guys. What's important to know is, is this Dalvin cook. If he's healthy is a fantastic running back in a great running system with great, uh, you know, a great high powered offense. We know Kirk cousins isn't, you know, he's not, he's not like the goat. He's not in Tom Brady's realm, but he's certainly a very serviceable quarterback who can chuck the ball around and certainly support a run game. Um, because he's a, he's a, you know, a threat as a passer. So, um, he's, he's a better runner. He's in, in the better, uh, system. Um, uh, does he have a better quarterback than Josh Jacobs? And think uh, Carr. The the jury is still out on whether or not he's he's uh, earned earned that massive paycheck he had he uh, earned a couple of years ago. But regardless, here's the thing: if for some reason Dalvin Cook is uh there beyond five, and you're at five, or excuse me, you're not at five, you're further along. I, I again, I still think Dalvin Cook's the way to go. I just don't want to poo poo josh jacobs i think josh jacobs is going to have a fantastic year this year um first of all uh was was very good very serviceable even more so uh you know more than just serviceable what was getting you the points that you needed um when he was on the field again he played through a shoulder injury that was you know pretty damaged uh you know and certainly something that maybe a lot of guys wouldn't play through but you know he's He's someone who's ready, willing to go out there and risk it, and uh, it, it paid off for fantasy owners last year. He was pretty consistent. He had a couple of down games here and there. Um, you know, Jalen Rashard and DeAndre Washington kind of spelling him here and there in the passing game, which wasn't great. But what we will say is that uh, coming out of training camp, a lot of these um, you know these beat reporters are talking about how they they're talking about wanting to get Josh Jacobs the ball more um, in the passing game, which is a great thing to see. Um, certainly since. Uh, um, I think DeAndre Washington uh, is now with the Chiefs, if I remember correctly. So that threat's a little bit out of the way. Um, you know, Jalen Richard's still going to challenge here and there for for touches, but uh, it's certainly um, something we want to keep an eye on. I, I really think Josh Jacobs is going to break out this year and have have himself an even better year than last year. I, I definitely think Josh Jacobs is top 10 material. I think that's where he'll finish, somewhere in the top 10. Um, could he have top five upside? In an offense that I think will move a little bit quicker um, with regards to uh, just kind of the speed of play uh, under John Gruden. You know, with speedsters like Henry, Henry Ruggs that they drafted, uh, you know, early in this year's draft. I, I honestly think that with either one of these picks, you can't go wrong. The one thing that scares me about Davin Cook is his injury history. It seems like he can't finish his season in, in the last couple of years. So that is a scary thing. But, you know, if again, if all things are equal, they're healthy. I'm going Dalvin Cook for sure there. But I do love Josh Jacobs. So it's really, 
your personal preferences. I think they're going to finish around the same area um, when when the year is said and done. Okay, Chance Dot Courtney's second question was: Would you rather have the twelfth pick or the first pick in your draft this year? Now, I actually uh, have all of my draft standings for my you know my top three leagues. Anyways, um, one was pulled earlier today, and I got the eleventh pick. Um, and then my other two drafts, I have the uh, fifth and the sixth. I'm actually very happy with the 11th pick this year, and I'll tell you why. There's a lot of running backs available in that first and second round that are going to be very, very good for your fantasy teams, and all of them have to, like that top 10 potential at the end of the year. So me being able to kind of double up and get you know either a running back and a wide receiver I really like or two two running backs doubling up um, – that's something I like. I, I, I like being in that position where I'm, I'm focused on that number 12 picker. What's he doing? What's he need? That's something that to me is appealing. Now, do I want Christian McCaffrey? Of course, who doesn't, uh, you know, but of course, but the one pick you do get the double up on the, you know, second to third round turn there, but uh, it's a long way to go before you pick again. And uh, don't always love that feeling. Um, certainly even with a 12 pick, there's a long way after you hit that double up at the beginning. It's a long way to uh, you're picking again. So it's really personal preference. Me, I like having that um, end of the first round, beginning of the second round control uh, where I can kind of see where things are going. That's why when uh, I got the Olympic, wasn't too too disappointed. I kind of kind of was happy, especially with the way the mocks have been going this year. Um, so yeah, so something to, something to think about. That's always a, a question. I know some leagues allow based on like a standings or whatever it may be or whatever competition to do for draft order that people can pick where they want to pick. And this is certainly a popular question for those leagues where people are doing that. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, that helped you chance.courtney. Thank you for those questions. And uh, we'll go on to the next question. Number three comes in from Hannah Fong 30. That's Hannah Fong 30. She said, and this is a great question. I have pick five in a PPR league as do I. And uh, assuming at least two of these guys are still there, who are you picking between Alvin Kamara Dalvin Cook and Michael Thomas. Now, this is a common um, decision that a lot of people at you know the five spot in drafts and around there are are faced with all the time. So, again, if one of the two RBs, as she said, um, are available, uh, yeah. So she's well, she named two running backs and, and a wide receiver. So she said, uh, what was it? Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas was the question. I'm definitely taking one of the two running backs. Okay. Uh, I prefer out of the two of Alvin Kamara and Dalvin cook. I prefer uh, Kamara. I think the offense is better. I know the offense is better in, in Se- uh, Seattle. Whoops. Uh, with the saints in new Orleans. And uh, I just, you know, it's, it's that Dalvin cook injury history. That's got me a little nervous there. Uh, something that we just talked about uh, in, in one of the last questions. So again, if it's me, I'm taking one of those two running backs if if those two are there. Um, Alvin Kamara is my preferred back, but again, he's usually gone. I think I said this a little earlier in the show. He's usually gone around pick four in most mock drafts, um, which is where I think he should be going. Here's the thing. The question said PPR league. Michael Thomas is definitely, definitely tempting in a PPR league. He's targeted so much in that offense. He is the offense in many ways uh, outside of Alvin Kamara. Um, Drew Brees, that's his go-to guy. He's catching that ball no matter what. Um, you know, the statistics on on uh, catch passes in that offense are, are fantastic. They're, you know, he's setting records. Um, so every time you're able to 
to kind of add that point to your score every time the ball's in his hands, like every five seconds. It, it's a nice thing to do. But with me, I'm definitely going with a running back here. Um, again, probably going to be Dalvin Cook as most times Alvin Kamara is gone, but someone might have their eye on another running back and leave Alvin Kamara. That'd be my preferred choice. But one of those two running backs. And the reason why is that running back is so shallow this year. It's it's insane how you know the well dries up so quickly where you're in the territory of names that uh, are a little scary to draft. They're, they're going to be um, players that have a lot of question marks or injury history or they're in a new system or they are in a timeshare committee like we talked about earlier with those, um, you know, with Melvin Gordon and potentially Philip Lindsay, carry on Johnson and uh, Deion, DeAndre Swift. You're kind of getting into those murky waters that you don't really want to navigate. For me, get running backs early and often in this draft because, again, that well is going to dry up pretty quickly. Um, you know, if you're doing these mock drafts, kind of, you know, try each scenario. Okay, let me see. If I take Michael Thomas here, do I love my running back uh, crew at the end of my draft? Typically, at least for me, again, I'm a little more risk-averse when it comes to running backs. I, I'm not typically going that route. Again, in a PPR league, it certainly is tempting. Um, but, you know, you're going to you're gonna have that uh, stomachache kind of trying to figure out who to go with in those later rounds, um, you know, those middle rounds when you're trying to gamble on where you're going to spend that draft capital, you know, that draft pick on. Um, so to say, you know, running back is very shallow, I will say wide receiver is insanely deep. I think that you're getting a lot of value this year later in drafts when it comes to wide receivers. So for me, again, I'm going Kamara or Cook. If Kamara's there, I'm taking Kamara. If it's Cook at pick five, go with Cook. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, you know, you'll you'll be against uh, Michael Thomas one week and he'll have like 40,000 catches and you'll be kicking yourself maybe a little bit. But I think you long-term, getting that securing that running back in the first round is going to be the one that pays off for you and certainly makes your lineup decisions uh, a lot easier going into the year. All right, guys, our last question of the day comes in from Henry FF. That's at henry.f.f at or on Instagram. He says, he asks, which running back duo should I go for with the 10th pick half point PPR uh, in my league? It's uh, and it, he gives me some options. They are Josh Jacobs. We spoke about it a little bit earlier, Austin Eckler and Kenyon Drake. It's a 12 team league. And he ends the question with the word help in all caps. So uh, I feel you Henry. And uh, hopefully we can get you through this uh, predicament again, ha- being on that turn can be a little tricky at times trying to navigate who, uh, who we should go with. Uh, I like your strategy of going kind of running back duo there which is a, a good idea, I think. So uh, something to think about uh, with we're going for each of these guys. Now, I talked a lot earlier about Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, and the reasons why I like him. Um, so hopefully you listen to that. So with that said, I would definitely say out of those three, if I'm going with a duo, one of the running backs definitely is going to be Josh Jacobs. Um, he's going to be a bigger part of the offense this year. He was absolutely fantastic between the tackles, getting around the edge. I mean, he was a, a bit of a bruiser at times. He played through injury. I mean, this is a guy that I think is really going to take a big step forward this year. So Josh Jacobs is one of my uh, one of my two choices here for the running back duo at your 10th pick. Now, the other two, Austin Eckler and Kenny Drake, I do like both of them this year, but this one's a little bit tougher for me making this call. But we'll make it regardless, all right? So we, have, we haven't seen Drake do what he did last season, at least the second half of the season when he went to Arizona, um, for, for a whole season. I mean, he was kind of trapped down, never given the opportunity in Miami. Um, 
And, uh, you know, whether it was Frank Gore on the team with him or other running backs, a stable of guys, uh, he never was given the reins. But here, uh, when he was in in Arizona last year, the reins were taken off, and he was able to kind of go into that backfield and lead it out. Um, And and we saw that their system in Arizona was, you know, can support great running backs. I mean, they have... Uh, Kyler Murray, who I think, again, is going to also take a, a huge step forward this year, but he's a bit of a running threat. You got, um, you know, Chase Edmonds, who who showed out last year, you know, in place of uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, spelling him and, and taking over for a little bit there and had some fantastic, massive games. So I really think the system is fantastic in Arizona for him to have prolonged success this year. Now, there's a little bit of talk about, you know, um, Chase Edmonds getting a little bit more work and that he, he he's been doing uh doing well in training camp and all this stuff. So again, was it coach speak, just trying to pump up his guys and say this on the other thing, maybe, but I mean, again, we saw them both do it. Certainly we saw Drake do it for an extended period of time in the second half of last year when he ended up in Arizona after the trade. Um, again, I, I did say Kyler Murray is going to take a leap. I think the addition of Hopkins uh, certainly will help Ky- Kyler Murray. He's a, you know, a, a guy who's going to catch basically everything that comes his way. I think a lot of defenses are going to turn their attention to Hopkins quite a bit, which will certainly open things up even more in the running game um, as you have a lot of passing options between Christian Kirk uh, also being there. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, uh, fantastic player who's going to coach these these other wide receivers up even more. Um, I, I think that things, the offense are going to, are going to, you know, the, the offense is going to move well, um, which again for your running game is, is exactly what you want to happen. Um, let's look at some of the games he had last year. I mean, the first game he came into Arizona against San Francisco, which you know at that point in the season was a was a, a top defense in the league. He had twenty six point two fantasy points in that game, um, and then what was it? Oh, Cleveland, thirty nine point six points fantasy points last year with four touchdowns against cleveland again cleveland's not exactly a world stopper but you know four touchdowns in a game that that means they're relying on heavily when they're in close um you know and and you come out with a 40 point game for your fantasy starter oof or your rb2 in this case for if this is on the turn holy crap you know um seattle the game against seattle he had 33.4 points with two touchdowns so i mean these are these are you know, weak winners for you that, you know, you could have a, a quarterback put up a dud and, you know, still, st- still do well, still, still win your, your matchup, you know, anything you're getting that's in the teens to twenties, you're happy with, but you know, you come out with a 30 or 40 point game, you're looking pretty, you can kind of relax and that's the, the whole rest of your team floor falls out. But you know, that's these, these are the kind of things you want. Not saying he's going to get these games, these high, high, high scores every week, but he's showing that he can do it in this offense and the offense is just going to be better next year. So that for me uh, is a lot of, uh, provides a lot of hope. These are the ones that, you know, these, these performances of cheat codes and, and you need those sometimes in fantasy to kind of pick up other weeks, parts of your, uh, of your roster. Um, so again, that's the case to be made for Kenyon Drake, but then we got to look at the other side, Austin Eckler. Eckler this off season got paid. Melvin, Go- excuse me, Melvin Gordon is no longer there. Now I worry a little bit about whether or not his size will be able to withstand like a more of a workhorse role. And if he'll even have the workhorse role, there's been a lot of talk in camp about Justin Jackson taking, you know, quite a bit of reps with the first team too. And that, you know, like we talked about with these committee issues, that's something you typically want to avoid. Um, So for me, it's a little scary, 
But yet last year, let's think about it, he was fantastic in his role when he filled in for Melvin Gordon, you know, when he was out uh, with this holdout and then finally came. But, you know, it's, it's you know, it, even though he, he filled in well last year, I mean, so much of his production was through the passing game, right? Um, and you can say, you know, they were down a bit, so they had to keep throwing. And now they have Tyrod Taylor, who isn't exactly Phillip Rivers, and uh, Justin Herbert, who's a rookie. So these are guys that, you know, are certainly going to be um, kind of breaking pre- passing records. So will they check down the running back? It's it, it Probably, yeah. So, I mean, that also bodes well for him. Um, this is a po- uh, half-point PPR league. Yep. So you're in a half-point PPR league, Henry. So that, again, that does help against not a full-point PPR. So it doesn't get me that excited. It doesn't, you know, really stir me up that much. But, again, it's something that will help um without without a without a doubt he his stat line was fantastic last year and he's not going to replicate it he had uh eight touchdown catches i mean he could but like chances are i'm having eight touchdown catches uh slim to none probably uh, you know he had 92 receptions for nine almost a thousand yards seven yards away from a thousand yards um and as far as rushing goes he had three rushing touchdowns 557 rushing yards so again great numbers you want to see the rushing yards more, but of course Melvin Gordon came back, so that certainly had um, had an effect on that. Can he hold up his body and all that? Um, we would hope so. I think they'll definitely continue to use him in the passing game. Uh, Tyrod or rookie uh, uh, Herbert, you know, are going to be the starters. One of those two. At at one point, I think Herbert's going to eventually take over, and you know, when they're out of the running, just to get him some uh, some game speed quality uh, reps. But like you know. It, Again, that bodes well for these pass-catching running backs, but it's not a situation that I'm feeling excited about and I want to like invest in if I don't have to. If I have a choice, out of the guys that you mentioned, again, Josh Jacobs is my locked-in one, but I think it's got to be Kenyon Drake for me. I don't like this this talk in camp about Justin Jackson taking that. And not speaking of um, camp talk, they're talking about getting um, Kenyon Drake more involved in the passing game as well. Again, I think that passing game is going to be even you know more advanced as it was last year with uh, Kyle Murray in his second year. Quarterbacks take a massive leap in their uh, from their first to second year, so I have more confidence in the Arizona offense, which is why I'm going with Drake to pair along uh, with Josh Jacobs. Again, not saying I wouldn't draft draft Austin Eckler, but it, situation scares me quite a bit. I hope this helped, guys. You know, this is again a, a, a series. The fantasy Q&A will come up with a better name for it that I want to continue every week. Again, airingitout.com is the website. And if you want to follow me on social media, if you already do, check in. I'm always posting. I'm, I want questions so I can uh, answer them during the segment. So fantasy Q&A, hope this helped, guys. And if you guys have any questions, you know, again, reach me out on social media. Thank you so much. This has been airing it out with Joe Daly, a fantasy football podcast. Guys, listen, we are right around the corner from the football season. Like I said, three weeks away, and I'm so excited. Uh, I'm glad to be back uh, on the show here, uh, focusing on fantasy football. It's a passion of mine. It's what I love to talk about, do, and uh, you know, it's, again, best time of the year. So I'm excited to start this journey with you guys, and certainly help you along your way. And and uh, hopefully, I'll learn a thing or two from you guys as well. So again, airing it out with Joe Daly. 
Thank you for listening. I'm so appreciative. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you used to listen in the past, welcome back. Listen, it's going to be great. If you play fantasy football, I want you I want you here with me. I want you listening and, and getting as much help from me as you possibly can. And the, uh, the other cast of characters we'll have on, I, I plan on doing some interviews going forward um, with all sorts of people that are, again, going to do nothing but help you. So um, I certainly will learn quite a bit myself as well. So uh stay tuned for that very excited for that but again you know week in week out we'll do question and answer periods like we did today we'll we'll look at sleepers and and some of the big news and we'll, we'll look at uh you know who are some guys you want to target uh all over the place dfs you know wherever wherever it may be i just want to be there to help and uh have some fun while we do it um so that that's kind of where we're going i want to take a second real quick just to plug social media again um said it throughout the episode but just to reiterate it's at airing it out ff on both Instagram and Twitter, again, at airing it out FF. Uh, again, that's where I'm going to reach out to ask for questions and stuff like that and do uh, some stuff to interact with you guys out there. And uh, the other thing, if once you've followed, if you haven't followed us, go do that. And then once you're there, um, go on your computer. And then I want you to bookmark the website airingitout.com. That's the official website to the show. And uh, uh, there's you know articles all the time being posted there. Um, and they will be throughout the year. Uh, we have everything from news and, and kind of opinion pieces. And then, uh, you know, we'll do our start sit sleepers. Um, we'll have some DFS content as well up there. Uh, looking at lineups that you want to kind of um, build build around certain players and stuff. So that'll be, uh, I think, uh, something that'll be fun to read and, and hopefully help you win some money as well. Um, you might want to check out an article written this weekend by uh, writer Ryan Lima, one of the writers for this website, who is... Uh, Given his take on uh, the Cleveland Browns this year in fantasy football and what he thinks uh, uh, will happen there, what he expects from uh, from some of the big names um, like Baker Mayfield and the running back core of Chubb and Hunt, and uh, their their receivers, their talented receivers over there. So what he thinks, go check it out. It's a great article, and um, um, again, there's there's some uh, content that uh, I think you'll you'll find interesting there. We're gonna have some videos, some fun stuff going on throughout the year there as well. So again, stay tuned for that stuff coming in the uh, near future. Um, have some article articles up there myself do quite a bit of writing over there too. So, uh, check those out as well. Um, all that said and done, you're here, you're listening. I appreciate you. Um, if you haven't go subscribe, rate and review it certainly helps to get the word out and spread the word. Um, you know, get, get the, uh, get the show into more people's ears. So that's, uh, that's what we're hoping for. Um, so subscribe, rate, review, wherever you listen to podcasts, guys, it's been fantastic. I'm so excited. Like I said, can't wait for this year to start. It's going to be a fun ride. This has been airing it out with Joe Daly. I'm Joe Daly. Thank you all. I'll see you guys next time. Keep doing your mock drafts. Let's go. See you then.